Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast. It's Breezy with Matthew. What's up? With Mix and Toby, live from Studio Breezy. And we're here to talk about the preview and a little review of some other games we haven't reviewed yet for the semifinal matchup with the Stars for CFC. But before that, this week's been a busy podcasting week. We've already released two podcasts, two player podcasts, uh, Ale Jaimez and Chris Bermudez in one episode. I really think you should listen to that one. It was a great episode, and that should have been released a couple days before this one. And the Greg Stratton interview where Brett Jones also joined us uh, as a co-host was released a couple days uh, before that on Saturday. So if you haven't listened to those two, please go back and listen to them. Um, Number one, just being really honest, we don't know what contract time holds at the end of this season. We don't know which players are going to be back and not going to be back. So I think this is a really important time for people to get to know players um, that, you know, you might. You might want to know something before the finals or before the you know end of the season or or whatever else. And maybe you know maybe that's not your thing, but that is uh, that is one of the things I find really cool about getting to know players is it's a limited amount of time whether they retire or move on, play here five years. It's never a full it's never a full uh, to the end of time. So get get at those podcasts, give them a listen. I think they're both really good. And yeah, let's jump straight into a game we hadn't reviewed yet before we get to the preview for us and the Stars in the semifinal game this Sunday at 5 p.m., which shout out to CFC for scheduling uh, not on Saturday, which is interesting. I think a good move uh, against the NFL, not against uh, college football, so it should be fun. But yeah, Albion, 2-1 at home. Um, Yeah, talk to us about how that went, Matthew. Well, got a quick goal on a corner kick. Uh exactly how you would hope to start the game. I mean, it, everything's perfect. I mean, winning winning a corner within 20 seconds, um, McGrath sends a ball in, Stripling flicks it on, Stripling playing it right back in that game uh, with Tate Robertson out for yellow card accumulation. Stripling near post flicks it on. Brett Jones doesn't, doesn't have a lot of time to think or do anything. He just kind of turns his thighs towards goal and the ball goes over the line. Um, and 1-0 and quickly. Um, Albion equalized about seven minutes later or so. Uh, ball that really should have been cleared uh, and just we didn't do a great job of it and then guy hits a 25 yard banger on the half volley you know sometimes sometimes shit like that happens in soccer and uh, and then we you know you go into the second half and uh, we get a free kick opportunity uh, a really good play sets it up Richard Dixon plays a great ball into, into Ian Saro and into some into some space kind of a gap in the defense um, and then Ian, I think, plays on one more pass to Taylor Gray. Taylor gets fouled. Um, and, you know, free kick comes in, and Albion does a very poor job of, of dealing with it. Um, and I think Harold Hansen clears it off of the back of a, another Albion player. And Marcus Nagelstad is there, and Marcus Nagelstad does not miss that. Yeah, and it's a great anticipation from Marcus. He reads the poor clearance kind of before anyone else does, and he's already cheating to that side. It's a perfect goal, perfect finish, fox-in-the-box shit. I mean, yeah, it's all great. It's fantastic. And uh, I thought the defense did a really good job of, of limiting limiting opportunities the rest of that game. Uh, and we win 2-1, and that, that secures home field advantage. It secures what, what will be coming this Sunday. Home field advantage up until yeah, the Yeah, the home, the home semifinal game, yeah. Yeah, um, we secured second place in Nisa with that win, w- with one game remaining, which was good because we expected. Spoiler alert: didn't go how we expected, but we expected that might be a zero-zero draw. So uh, 
you know, we really needed to get those points earlier. Yeah. And then on the weekend after that, we played the, uh, the kind of brand new Charlotte FC MLS next pro team, which is really just a bunch of Academy players uh, yeah. mixed with a couple, a couple a handful of pros, of pros and pretty much beat them down uh, two penalties in the first, you know, just in the first few minutes. Uh, it's just grown men playing against kids. And sometimes the kids are really good. And sometimes they make kid like mistakes and we did a good job punishing them. It was incredible to see Juan get a goal. Uh, yeah, I, felt I thought, so good. I thought Chris Bermudez was a standout in that game. Played really, really well. I agree. Um, and then you know that game finishes four one. We got a couple, you know, a weekend off, and then the final regular season game at Michigan Stars, which is a dead rubber dead rubber game. Uh, they had secured third place. We had secured second place. Um, and yeah, I think let's talk a little bit about the lineups in that game. Yeah, Michigan Stars only played. Uh, Maybe two starters. Um, they they kept Matthew Constant, the big center back. Um, Andres. Would you say he was a constant? A uh, Andres Chalbo uh, also played, uh, and he's a pretty. The, he's the a, announcer really likes him. The announcer, the amount of times the announcer says his name, and I know he runs around a lot, but the amount that like the announcer went out of his way to say his name every five seconds on yeah. that broadcast. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he's a he's a good player. Um, but yeah, those are your only two starters, and. Uh, I think McCruver was actually out hurt that game, and uh, and and like listen, like Stars had you know a game the weekend before they had a game the week the, the playoff game against Syracuse the weekend after, so they rotated the squad. And whereas we went up there with pretty much a, a full strength lineup, there were a couple changes. Uh, Travis Ward was out with an injury, and and McGrath and out, was up with a yeah, with, accumulation. Right. So, but like you know when you've got a league game on September the 28th, uh, an exhibition game on October 1st, then your next game is October 15, and then you get another 15 days before your playoff game. It's not a surprise that that Coach Underwood have rolled out mostly all the starters he could uh, to get the minutes, to keep keep some rhythm. And like, yes, you're taking a chance with injury, but you're also you know taking a chance with match sharpness if you don't play them. Oh, yeah, I agree. So let's talk about the, how that game went. Um, it finishes 3-2, and let's talk about how we got there. Yeah, well, uh, one of the things that, that sometimes happens in soccer, and I mentioned it with the Albion game, is sometimes a guy hits a, just a really good shot from, from distance, a low percentage chance that just goes in, and that's what happened with the Stars. Uh, they had a, one, of their, one of their reserves that was starting that match hit a, hit a bomb, uh, in like the second minute or something, and uh, and and we went down just immediately and 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 had to had to work from there. Uh, yeah, the most surprising thing wasn't that um, there was a banger hit; it was a goal scored at all. <laughs> yeah. Because for those who don't remember, a Rod Underwood coach team had played the Michigan Stars six times total, three times as a Stumptown head coach, three times as CFC head coach, and all six meetings had finished zero zero. Yeah. So I- interesting that the dead rubber gets all the goals. Uh, we equalized in like roughly the 16th minute or so. Great ball in from Tate Robertson, yeah, splitting so splitting the defense. Marcus hits it uh, and, an un- and scores. Unbelievably play uh, well played ball from Tate. Just cuts the whole defense out, and then Marcus just buries it on that left side. Like it's it's perfect, and that is. So I don't think we're getting that much space if the starters are playing um, for Michigan. I think that that splitting the defense like 
there's one starting center back. You don't have both starting center backs. You're missing some starting midfielders. Like it's, they'd be lined up better. But I think if we get that chance again, Marcus will still bury that same chance. So I don't know that we get as open of a chance um, with the pass, but it was, it is a repeatable goal. It's just, it's tough to see that goal happening against um, a better organized Michigan stars and their starters are just better organized in their backups, I think. Yeah. So then you go into, uh, you go into the second half. That game is, is, is one, one and a half time. You go into the second half and fairly early on um, a, there's kind of a, a kind of a poor defensive play. I think it's a bad, uh, I'm not sure if it's like a bad back pass or like, or what it is. Um, but Tate doesn't get enough on the ball. And, uh, and a Michigan star is there to, to continue his run and just slides it past the keeper. I actually don't remember either of their goals. Uh, and, and it's two, one fairly early in the second half. I think that was the 52nd minute. Uh, and then, you know, not terribly long after, I think it's the 68th minute. Brett Jones gets a goal. Um, Ian Sarah plays this really nice ball over the top. Oh, a gorgeous pass. And, um, just like one of those, one of those kind of classic things. Um, and and the defense is, is up a little bit. Uh, and I, I think, honestly, if McCruva is playing, he probably gets that because he comes out just so quickly on everything. Uh, but the keeper stays mostly rooted. Uh, and, and the ball just slides right to Brett Jones, and he's able to finish it. And then the then then Brett Jones you know a little bit later the Michigan Stars subs or the Michigan State the Michigan Stars starters get subbed in after this moment it's 2-2 and then uh Brett Jones has a big time curling opportunity from outside the box the keeper makes a great save incredible on. save and then a few minutes later he hits another he gets another chance from outside the box great run by Frankie Martinez from deep and uh Frankie just kind of looks picks his head up has the ball at close to midfield see sees that there's space in front of him for, for him to destabilize the defense and he just runs and runs and runs and runs and stops at the top of the box uh when he's finally challenged slides the ball to brett jones and brett just turns and hits it and catches the keeper out a little bit really nice goal um and then we close up shop you know for for the last couple minutes and of stop it and stoppage time and win three two um I think I think that we. I was trying to trying to find the uh, the here's one here's the chip ball to uh, which is terrible podcasting for everybody else. But I think the I don't know that Makruva comes out and gets that first goal from Brett Brett's first goal. Um, I think I disagree with you that he comes out and claims that because it's a pretty quick like little chip that he plays in. Um, but I'm not sure that at that angle. I mean, it's just a good finish. It's a great finish. I think it's. I think that one's a real tough one to stop for any goalkeeper. Um, but there's a possibility he just closes down a little bit better, makes a you know makes a save on the whatever on the thing. I do think the goal that he didn't score the so he had the two very similar shots from the top of the box. One is saved, one is the the third and and winning goal. That one that is saved by the goalkeeper. I don't know that that McCruva actually saves that because yeah. it's it's an excellent curling effort. And that that other keeper is like six foot five and uses every bit of that like just to go get it. And then the third goal that he actually does score is a little softer from the goalkeeping perspective, I think. Um, but also, maybe he, you know, it's just it, that one, like, it's tough to see um, that one not getting, something not happening with that one. But it's it's interesting that we broke through against the Stars. It's not like their backups don't know how to play. It's not like their backups didn't have anything to play for because their backups are playing for contracts and playing time. And 
our two of the goals came essentially against their starters, against more of their starters, I should say. Yeah. Um, including their starting center back pairing, which should be much harder to score against, and should be a like, should be a lot more difficult to create stuff against. Um, and we didn't let them score either. So I didn't let them score at like after their starters started coming in. It's a shame we gave up two. I mean, I think we call them softer goals, but yeah. Um, hopefully we just tighten that up in the playoffs, and we're we didn't have anything to play for in this game either. Just like Michigan didn't. Yeah, yeah, um, correct. So I think that I'm not saying it's okay to have maybe have some disattention, some missed um, whatever on on some of those goals being a little softer. But I think it's a little more understandable thinking about that. We'll we'll hopefully tighten those things up uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. So we we play Michigan Stars in in the semifinal. Uh, thanks to the Stars winning two to zero at home over Syracuse Pulse. Uh, yeah, what did you? What, I know we both watched those games, um, not together but separately. What did you think of the the um, that first semifinal with, uh, excuse me, the first leading into the semifinal, our our side of the bracket, uh, with Stars and Pulse? Uh, I mean, like Stars were the better team in that one for sure. Um, I think Pulse had a couple chances. Uh, both teams hit the hit the post at one point in the first half, and uh, and and I, and I think we saw like Stars were. Stars were willing to attack in that game. And I think their willingness to attack left them open at times uh, for Syracuse. Some of those Syracuse's best moments were on uh, in kind of transition opportunities. And what will be interesting to see is at Finley Stadium, the Stars did not come out of their shell a ton, uh, at least in the second game. Uh, in the first, well, no, let, let me rephrase that. In the second game, they came out of their show a little bit, especially in the first half. Uh, I think in the in the second half of the of the second game at Finley Stadium, and and really in the first game that we played, they really stayed in their shell. They stayed tight. They stayed compact. You know, they were they were definitely playing for set pieces, for counters, and for and and, and for corner kicks and things like that. In comparison to a three two game up there at the end of the regular season, I would say we are we are very likely to see a similar type of game than the two we've already gotten against the stars at Finley stadium. I think they're going to, I think they're going to stay compact. I think they're going to try to absorb pressure, try to not give up an early goal. Uh, I just don't think they're the type of team against us to try to throw caution to the wind and numbers forward. Uh, I think they do that against teams. They think they're better than like Syracuse pulse. Yes, I think, yeah, I think the roles are actually just very much reversed from, they were the favorites, Syracuse had to travel there, they would have felt very, very bad going into a penalty shootout or overtime with Syracuse. Yeah. Same for us, them traveling to us, we we will feel very hard done by and bad, based on the season, we'll see how the game goes, but based on this, our season's uh, results and how we expect to play against Michigan Stars, we should hope to win in regulation. Right. Not wait for penalties. Right. And Michigan and, will hope to wait for penalties against us or to get one, like you said, get one on a set piece. Yeah. And or, or a counterattack. Sometimes we push some numbers forward and, and oftentimes what will happen uh, is like if, if we have an opportunity and it's maybe it's saved by the keeper, but it's not very hard or, or, or whatever, uh, or it's like some sort of cross that the keeper is able to collect pretty easily. He's going to look to fire a ball down the field towards Leon marriage. They're big. They're big forward. Um, and Merritt will either try to if he's if he's got like a one on one chance he might go for it. 
He also might try to hold the ball up, wait for an on-rusher. Uh, oftentimes on that right side of the field, Stephen Jungheil will be running on, and Marich will try to lay the ball off for, for Stephen Jungheil. And then he'll spin and try to go towards goal and, and wait for a cross or some something like that. Uh, that's where that's where you have to really watch the stars because if you're if if you take a playoff and you don't get back quick enough, especially I mean in that in those kind of moments, it doesn't matter. Like because the way our team uh, kind of plays that total football, especially if we have numbers forward and attack, it may be that you know a an outside back is further forward than than a than a winger or even a forward, um, and. In those type of moments, number one, you can't be looping crosses in to the Michigan Stars box. They will either clear it or it will get collected. That's just how this works. You can't loop one. And if you do, you are you are leaving yourself susceptible to a counterattack. Um, and they they will do this a lot. It will almost it it will rarely work. Their their long ball hold up, try to try to spin a quick counterattack. It will rarely work. But the mark of a of a of their style is it only needs to work once for them. And, um, and, and, and look, let's, let's be honest here. Like it's a playoff game. You don't get, you don't get three, you know, this isn't best of three series or anything like that. Like we're playing one game at Finley stadium and whatever happens, however low probability, uh, any type of shot or any type of opportunity or chance, no matter how low probability it is, the ball goes in the net. It's a big goal for either team. Um, and, and that's just the way playoffs are. So it'll be, it'll be a tough game. They are, we can make a lot of jokes about the Michigan stars and we can and always will, but they're a decent team. Uh, they've lost five games this year. That's it. Uh, they finished third in NISA for a reason. They're incredibly tough to break down. They're incredibly tough to beat. And, uh, and, and, and their style of play keeps them in games because they do it really well. And that's going to be a lot for, for us to overcome. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, you got to play well and you're going to have to get a little lucky. That's, that's sports and that's playoffs for you. You mean with they have to get a little lucky to beat us, and we we're gonna have to get a little lucky too. I don't know about that. So, yes, I think that Michigan Stars are built for playoffs. They are built for playoffs because they're playing the percentages, and the percentages being we will make it really, really, really hard for you to score, and penalties are a crapshoot. And it's not their only plan to get to penalties. I don't want to say like they're never, but what they're what they are doing is first making sure you don't score. Yeah. Whereas first we are trying to score. Um, that, so we match up like exact puzzle pieces in that, but we are trying to score, but we created a lot of half chances, like things that could eventually build up and become a goal. Um, you know, you, you, a, a lot of times in a game you get five or six little half chances and one of them eventually goes in because of percentages, just one of them eventually falls. And I think we're due, first of all, to score uh, some of those against Michigan Stars. Hopefully we didn't just use them up against the Michigan Stars uh, <laughs> last week. Um, but we have been the better team in all three of the games we've played against them in the first three. And then in this game, I think we were the better team. But it's you know you can kind of throw it out a little bit because of um, the, the lineups and, and neither team having anything to play for. I think it matters. I'm not actually sure we were the better team in that first game we played away to them. Okay. 
the 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 next two we played. I'll even we can even throw out the middle. I would say at home we were quite a bit better than them. Yes. Um, and we were very unlucky to not to not to win. I mean, they had like two basic yeah. chances at, that were of any kind, and they were pretty low percentage. And we had a lot of stuff we created. And I think if we play like that, we're bound to break through. Or we'll just we'll look at it and go. We got unlucky to not break through. Yeah, I, I think we're more my comment about about we're going to need a little bit of luck. Um, is just like you're going to need like it's a playoff game. Like you're going to need a bounce to go your way. You're going to need um like you just you're always going to need those moments where you know maybe they have a have have a big deep shot. And it beats the keeper, but it just hits off the bar or something like that. Like, or or the bar that the, the shot that we hit the bar on happens to bounce in. Like, playoff games require you to be at your at the top of your game or to the, give yourself the best best chance you possibly have of winning. But sometimes you just need a little luck too. And I think, uh, I think I think stars are it's just one of those games for us that, you know. We're gonna, we'll probably need a little bit of luck somewhere along the way, and that's okay. That's normal. Like that's soccer, but then that's playoff soccer, especially. Yeah, I just want to I want to make sure we draw a distinction there. I don't think we need luck to beat anybody. Um, like in past seasons, last year, rolling into any of these games, we needed luck in order to win. Like if we when we rolled into play, it was very evident by playing um, the LA Force. Like we went up two nothing, got the got a little bit of luck, got a lot of skill, and then just fucking. And then and then, the and then got some got some more bad luck along the way too. Yeah, and just like fucking shit the bed after that, and, and we got beat. And I think that that I am less worried about that needing the luck to like we can on our day we can beat anybody if we come out and we have played I think up to certain opponents and down to certain opponents um, this year. Meaning like in the big games we have looked good for the most part yeah. against Cal United. We have played up and looked good in those games. And we have been openly a little bit worried about the, on this podcast about like, Hey, I don't know if we're playing our best soccer right now, like coming into this big game. And then we look very good against them. That home game, very unlucky to be one, one could have been two, one us could have been two, one them. I'm sorry. One, nothing. Excuse me. The home game. It should have been one, one. Yeah. Could have also been two, one us could have also been two, one them in the end. It was one, nothing them. Well, if, if you but think we were about unfortunate it. to, not get something out of that game. We had that stretch uh, where we we lost to Cal United in Syracuse back to back. Drew Michigan Stars the next week. Drew Maryland the next week, and we were looking at saying, you know, well, this is, you know, this isn't a great period for us. Uh, and we walked out, you know, and and really punched Cal United in the mouth. Granted, we took a punch back from them. That game ends in a draw. Which is a good point away from home at Cal United. It's a great point. It just felt bad because we scored twice and early, and then also one uh, having to come from behind against Albion uh, in the middle of you know hundred degree heat or whatever, and and then you know got business done against LA Force at home, and all of a sudden we looked at that stretch, and we're like, oh wow, okay, this is some of the best soccer we've played all year, right after a poor period of time, and I guess I guess my point is like. This team absolutely can play well uh, and has played well uh, and, and has played pr- fairly consistently over the course of the year, I think. And uh, I just, I'd rather be lucky than good. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. <laughs> in this, now that we're in the playoffs, I don't care about, I don't care if we get dominated by the Michigan Stars and concede 15 shots and they should have three goals and they have zero and we have one playing. I don't care. 
I want to win. That's all that matters. Just win, baby. Just, just win. win, baby. I just want to. I, I think it's important to say that this is a different team and a different. We don't need. You need luck to not go against you. Yeah. But I don't think. I think if luck stays even for both teams, we are the better team. We have a better odds of winning. We are the better team than than Michigan Stars. I mean, it's going to be really tough. We're the better team, and we're just as good as Cal United. And on our day, we can beat them. Uh, but that and that would be the you know the other best team in the in the league. I think. But I'm just. I don't want. I want to keep the. I want to keep luck out of the conversation a little bit on my end because I don't think we need luck to win. I just think we need luck to not like fuck us over, basically. Bad uh, luck to fuck us over. Yeah, sure. Uh, so in the other, in the other kind of, it's not really a quarterfinal because we had six teams, not eight. Uh, but in the other playoff match, uh, Albion at home beats Bobcats. Yeah, both of those games finished two nothing each time. The home team winning kind of pretty expected because traveling is tough in this league and also i think you albion's a, a little better than like albion and maryland are very similar teams but albion's a better version of, of yeah of the yeah. two teams and the same with michigan and syracuse like they're not pole they're not exact carbon copies of each other but they're similar they're both physical they're both athletic they both play pretty good defense most of the time and they both like to play the percentages and try to play smart and both have been a little up and down uh and i think you saw the similar thing it's a tough it's tough to travel and you saw the better team come out on top. Sorry, Syracuse. And you know you saw another two nothing result in the uh, in the Albion game where Maryland, man, they were wildly open all up and down that field. And yeah, I didn't I didn't think Maryland gave themselves the best chance to win that game um, in terms of player player selection and and in terms of tactics. I I just well, there's just not a lot to say there. I uh, agree, but. So uh, one thing I want to point out that'll be interesting, the other semifinal game is Albion at Cal United. Yes. Uh, kind of an interesting wrinkle. Cal United, you know, best team in the league. Um, the rightful number one seed. They've played four times against Albion this year. They won one of those, the first meeting in June, 3-0. Uh, and then they <laughs> then they uh, drew one, 1-1. They lost 2-1 to Albion, and they lost 1-0 to Albion. Um. I don't know if that actually like means anything or not, but it is interesting. Uh, and I will note, if Cal United wins on Saturday night, Cal United's hosting the final against either us or the Michigan Stars. If Albion beats Cal United on Saturday night on the road, then Albion is traveling to the winner of CFC and Michigan Stars. Uh, and what that means is we, we have a chance, a small chance, but we have a chance to host the final if we are able to get through Michigan uh, and on uh, and we're going to know like we're going to know if we're hosting or for traveling, should we manage to win the semifinal game on Sunday? Because that other, because game's other on Saturday. games on Saturday night. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that, so that's, that's interesting. It's something to look forward to. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't give a damn. All I care about is winning the semifinal game. Yep. Don't give a damn if we're hosting. I won't be. I won't be sad if we're not hosting. I don't care. Like, the thing that matters is the game in front of us, and you can control what you can control. Yeah. So obviously, I would be rooting hard for Albion, um, because also because I would rather play Albion. Um, it's going to hurt more if we lose to Albion because if you lose, if we lo- if we lose to Cal United, it'll be a bummer. But we would finish how the regular season finished, where we were the second best team on record, and we were arguably the best team head to head. But you know you. Go a season is a long, a longer period. You play a lot of games, and they were better than us on the record side. 
And so if we lost them in the final, that would be a bummer, but it would feel okay. If we lost to the fourth place team in the final, boy, that would hurt more because I think we, we beat Albion twice and we can beat them. Um, I will. I could totally agree with you. Eyes on, eyes on the prize. Eyes on Michigan Stars because that's going to be a really tough game. Uh, it is more likely to finish 0-0 and then go to penalties than it is anything else based on past results. Yeah. Um, and we both know by, by the numbers, and they've done statistical analysis, penalties are just a crapshoot. Yep. Like, do I do I back our guys to to bury the penalties at home and, and, and ramp up the pressure on the Michigan Stars with the fans and whatever else? Yes, yes, I do. But that's not it's a still, fair way to decide a, a season. Shoot. Penalties are not a fair way to decide a season, and we shouldn't get to penalties. We should beat them in regulation. So I'm going to throw a little something that we don't have in the show uh, show notes here. Oh, predictions no. for each game. Absolutely not. Predictions for each game. Fuck off. No. Why not? I don't. Absolutely not. I've not made a prediction for a game this season. I'm not about to start now. All Only right. bad things come from that. Well, I mean, absolutely not. I mean, it's it's CFC end of season. Yeah, only you better bad, believe I'm not doing only, it then. <laughs> only, ba- only bad things come anyway because we are always the bridesmaid. Now, never the never the bride. Can I make a can I make a point uh, as we kind of wrap this thing up? Yep. Uh, and I, I think this is important. And I and we've mentioned a couple times penalties are crapshoot. Playoffs are a crapshoot. Like things can just sometimes happen. Uh, regardless of what happens on Saturday or on Sunday afternoon slash Sunday evening. And let's just say we win and like there's a final involved, but regardless of what happens in a final, win, lose, whatever. I think it's really important to to communicate my belief that a a result in a playoff game does not negate what happened in the regular season. The the, the body of the work over the course of the season. Yes. Coming into this year with a coaching change, uh, with what you and I both considered to be uh, results that were not up to our standards. And a very large roster turnover. Large roster turnover. Uh, you know, The investment in bringing in a full-time assistant coach as well. You and I both said we want to be uh, the body of the work for the season would lead to a home playoff game uh, in the semifinals. Like that's where, that's where we wanted to be. I'll, I'll I'll be precise. What I said, I said either top of the east, and this is when we still had East and West, yeah. and teams hadn't quit and whatever else. But I will count second place and top in the East. We are the best team in the East as winning what we could win realistically. If we played Cal United four times, for example, there's there's a world in which if everybody plays the same number of games, we play Cal United four times, maybe we come out on top. But we didn't get that opportunity. Yeah. Also, we played an unbalanced schedule, whatever. So I will take. I said in the preseason that either winning the regular season on our side of the bracket, which we did, we just did, or getting to the playoffs in some way, shape, or form, and then making a run to the finals. So I gave you either or. We accomplished thing number one this season, regardless of what happens on Sunday, which is where you're going with this. This season is a success. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean I don't want to win. I'm not saying it's, we, I want, oh no, just whatever happens. No, no, I, I'm fucking invested. I want this, I want to win, I want to win a title. But playoffs are a crapshoot, and we do not erase, like you said, all of the accomplishments we've had thus far. And if we, if our season ends Sunday, I will be devastated, but I won't be rethinking the entire season or how I feel about the season or the goals that I set out at the beginning of the season for the club. Yeah, exactly. I think those, those have been achieved. 
regardless of what happens on Sunday. And hopefully we continue to break through and do even better than we said was our minimum yeah. uh, thing that would make us happy. Because are we still there, want to win a, a title in Chattanooga. Are there are there things throughout the season and throughout the course of the season that we could have done better? Unequivocally, yes. Yes. But one result does not change what was... 18 results? I think 24, 25, okay. somewhere in there. Oh yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, okay. uh, like it, it just doesn't it doesn't negate the full body of work, uh, and I, I think a lot of times, and what's the most famous single elimination tournament in the world? The World Cup. Okay, no, it's not single elimination. There's a group stage first. Yeah, so there's group stage in the Champions League too. Okay, maybe the world wasn't a great great uh, descriptor there in North America. College basketball, March Madness. Yeah, single okay. elimination all the way through. A team that was the number one seed, let's just say, uh, because this happened a few years ago with Virginia, losing to a 16 seed, that massive upset does not discount that that was one of the four best teams in the country over the course of the season. Like, it yeah. doesn't negate what they did. Does it hurt? Yes. Does it sting? Yes. Uh, does that one stay with you for a while? Absolutely. But they were still one of the four best teams over the course of the season. 100%. In, in, in one-off, single elimination games. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Bad luck, good luck, other team doing wildly overperforming, whatever you want to call it. Also, us going out and beating the Michigan Stars 3 nothing is not outside of the realm of possibilities. No. I Let's see what happens. That's why you play the game. That's but, why you play the but game. But playoffs are not a... I think you and I both agree. Playoffs are not a fair. They are a way we have decided that in American sports, they are exciting, they are fun, but that's the way we've decided that we decide titles. But, if, but it's not necessarily fair. No, it's not. The Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series. You know? Like, what were they? Like, the third best team in the NL East this year or something? Yeah. So, and by the way, folks, I don't know shit about By the baseball. way, they might have been the second. I think they were third. But it doesn't matter. They came through from the beginning out of that divisional play-in round, like, whatever, beat the Braves. Yeah. You get hot and you roll and, like, that's just how that's just how this works. I, I mean, I think uh, there's an NHL fan probably screaming after I say this, but I think the Kings... Or somebody, this has been a, years ago, as an eight seed made a run to the yeah, Stanley Cup. something like that. Because they got hot at the right time. Like, playoffs are a crapshoot. Playoffs are also really fun. We want to go out and win, to wrap this up. We want to go out and win, but I'm not going to be, you know, throwing away my, this season in the in the dumpster going, it was a worthless season because we lost to the Michigan Stars or because we lost to uh, San Diego or because we lost to Cal United or whatever the case may be if we don't win out and win the final. I will be saying... While we got close, while we did it, whatever it is, but it won't be. And, and and the next question is going to be: We got to this point. Where do we want to go in the future? How do we? Get how better? do we? How do we build to take that next step for the future? But also, and and by the way, like even if we happen to win, there is also still a next step. Absolutely, we, we weren't the number one seed overall going into the playoffs. Uh, we did lose three games to, at least to this point in time, uh, and we were fairly open and we gave up a lot of goals. Uh, we also scored a shitload of goals, but like there are some, there are some some easily identifiable things that I think we can improve on, and that we'll save for another podcast. That we'll save for another podcast after the season's over. Like there's always a there's always a place you can go to get better. Yep, and hopefully we're talking about hey, this was this was the greatest season in CFC history. We won the. I mean, look, the 2016 team is still the arguably the greatest team that's ever played for CFC. We went undefeated into the semifinals and lost for a bad five-minute period. Yeah, the end of it. Like bad things happen, um, but also let's 
keep like I know we're sounding negative there hedging, but I just I, I agree with you. I want to I do want to have it out there before this game happens, so that when we're sad and and and, <laughs> and crying about you know losing or whatever, uh, it doesn't just sound like sour grapes. But also, I want to I, I just want it to be out there that this is a this is a successful season. Not the regular season has finished. No matter what happens, now also let's go out and fucking win a championship because the city deserves it. This team deserves it. We are one of the two best teams in the league, and if for my money, on our day, we are the best team in the league when we play our game. And I think we can play our game against anybody. And let's go fucking play our game and win it all. I think that's a really good way to wrap up. All right, see you guys uh, Sunday. <laughs>